What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Around the NBA, a podcast where I give my thoughts on the latest news, transactions, teams, and players across the league. Davis, a little shaken up after the plays. He got hit. Grabs that right Achilles area. That's where he missed a couple of games. It's been tender, and that's not a good sign. The first topic of discussion for this week's episode is the big story from this past weekend. It happened during the second quarter of the Lakers and Nuggets game. Of course, I'm talking about Anthony Davis re-aggravating his Achilles injury and having to exit the game, and he did not return. He was scheduled for an MRI to see how extensive the injury was, and as of right now, it seems like it's only a calf sprain, or a calf strain, excuse me, only a calf strain as of right now. So, obviously, that's a little bit more serious injury than what he was already dealing with, which was tendonitis in his Achilles, so that probably caused him to, uh, you know, it probably caused a more serious injury, uh, which is what we're seeing now which is unfortunate, you know, Anthony Davis has been one of those players that we've seen in years past where he just had to deal with injuries after injuries. And last year was kind of the first year we really saw him kind of fully healthy. So it was good to see, you know, except come playoff time, which I'll discuss in a minute. So, but yeah, it's just kind of unfortunate. So obviously there are a ton of questions surrounding the situation. How serious is it? How long will he be out for? How will this impact the Lakers' chances of repeating? And what have you. So these are some of the questions I'm going to try to answer for you today. So, first question is, how serious is it? Well, right now it seems like it's nothing too bad. Um, Again, it's obviously much more serious than what he was already dealing with. Um... And it could be possible that it could, you know, cause a more serious injury. So as of right now, it doesn't seem like it's too bad, but he's not in the clear. You know, it wasn't ruptured. It wasn't torn. He's not out for the season. But, you know, you still want to take care of it, make sure he's healing properly. So I'm sure the Lakers are probably going to take a page or two from the Golden State Warriors situation from a few years ago with Kevin Durant. Obviously, he was dealing with... I don't know if it's a similar injury, but I know he had a lower leg injury, a calf injury as well. And he decided to come back for the finals against the Raptors. I believe it was game six. And then he ruptured his Achilles and, you know, we all know what happened. So it was unfortunate. So I'm sure the Lakers realize that, hey, we don't want to risk this. It's just a regular season. He is our one of our superstars. We can't risk him any further. So how serious it is it? How serious is it? Doesn't seem like it's extremely serious as of right now, but can it develop into something more? Most definitely. So that leads me into the next question. How long will he be out for? So the initial reports are, are indicating around three to four weeks. Some have said two to three weeks. I'm sure it's probably going to be closer to three to four. However, that's probably just meaning three to four weeks straight. I wouldn't be surprised if both... Anthony Davis and LeBron James get more rest throughout the regular season from here on out. I think the Lakers are probably realizing, yeah, this is a shortened season. This isn't like what we're typically used to. 
you know, they they played in the finals last year, which went into the summer, past the summer, close to the fall. They only got a couple months off. So their bodies definitely need the rest. So I think even though it's only saying three to four weeks, that's probably how long he'll be out for consecutively. But I'm sure he'll be missing some more games throughout the regular season just to make sure his injury is healing fine. And, of course, not to risk him to develop any other injuries and, of course, not to risk LeBron James. So I'm sure both of these players will see their fair share of rest for the rest of the season, which is totally understandable. So the last question, which I've been seeing a lot of rumors going around of a lot of other teams now are their favorites or potentially winners of uh, this year's finals and what have you is what does this affect the Lakers' chances of repeating? So as of right now, I'm not going to jump to conclusions and say that much. Um, I think it's going to be one of those things where one of those injuries where you're just going to have to follow for the rest of the year just because it sounds like it's something that he's going to have to deal with for the rest of the year. You know, It's going to be one of those lingering injuries. However, he won't be the only one. It's part of the sport. It's part of any sport. Most players are dealing with some type of nagging injury, some type of lingering injury that's going to extend into the playoffs, you know, and it is what it is. So he definitely won't be the only player in the league battling some type of injury. Okay, it's just, again, part of the sport. So it is what it is. And I think the Lakers did a really good job, though, this offseason of acquiring some valuable assets to their bench like Marcus Saul. Montrez Harrell, who obviously are Anthony Davis, but they I think they can hold their own. They can help keep the team afloat during the regular season. You know, their Montrez Harrell is a phenomenal player. Marcus Sol is obviously not the player that he once was, but he's still a valuable veteran that can contribute something to the team, you know, especially leadership. So again, they're not A D, but you know. They brought him in there for a reason, right? So I, I don't, I wouldn't jump the gun, jump to conclusion, and just automatically count the Lakers out. Another reason why I wouldn't do that as of yet is because if you don't remember, Anthony Davis is actually suffering from an injury last year, playoff time. He got hurt as well against the Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals. I believe it was, I don't know if it was the same foot, but I know it was more of a heel injury that time. It sounded like, I believe it was plantar fasciitis. He dealt with it for the rest of the conference finals and in the NBA finals. Obviously, he's used to playing with these types of injuries, lower leg injuries. It's a different different part of the leg, but, you know, it's still a lingering injury. And obviously, it didn't affect him too much because the Lakers went on to win a chip. So <laughs> just because he's dealing with this nagging injury, I'm going to I'm not going to count them out and I'm and I'm not going to say their chances have been significantly hurt, significantly hurt. Now, are they vulnerable? Yes, of course. But I think you know, anybody, any team that has a their superstar, one of their superstar players kind of a little bit banged up, not 100%, is going to be vulnerable. So does that leave the door open for someone like the Utah Jazz, for someone like the Clippers out west? Of course, for sure. 
again, until they actually beat the Lakers, I'm sticking with the Lakers. Now, the team that I've been hearing a lot that have now become the significant favorites because of this, or probably I think they're more so predicting if this is, becomes a more serious injury and this is the team that everyone's predicting. It's the Brooklyn Nets. Again, until I see something different being reported or until I see something more serious come over this, I'm not counting the Lakers out just yet. <laughs> um, and to be honest, the Nets have to make it to the finals in the first place to even have a chance to beat them. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. I'm not counting them out. I don't think their chances have significantly sunk. Not until, you know, if it was more serious, if he had a ruptured his Achilles, if he was out for the season, then, of course, I would have a different take on this. But, again, if anything changes, you know, throughout the season, in a couple of weeks, maybe even a couple of days, then obviously my take is going to change. But until then, no, I don't think their chances... I mean, I guess you could say, yes, their chances may have slipped a little bit. But for me, they're still the favorites to reach the finals out and represent the West. So if you're a Lakers fan, I know there's plenty of you out there. I'm not one of them. <laughs> don't jump ship. Don't panic. Don't hit that panic button. Don't listen to what other people are saying. You guys are fine until something develops unless something worse develops then yeah at that point good luck <laughs> no just kidding for now you guys are fine anthony davis just needs a couple weeks to recover let him heal it out throughout the regular season don't bring him back too early regular season doesn't really matter lebron james knows this the lakers know this and playoff times when it matters so they'll be fine guarantee it <laughs> okay charles moving on to my next topic which kind of goes along with the topic i just discussed in a way <laughs> this also happened to occur this past weekend and it has to do with Giannis antetokounmpo having some high praises for a certain team after the bucks faced him this past weekend here's what he had to say about this particular team and it's okay. It's okay. It's not. It's not um, something to be upset about. Of stretch, it's gonna be hard at first, and especially if you play the best team in the West and you change things. Like we didn't practice yesterday, you know. They're moving the ball. They are fighting. They're playing for one another. Everybody knows their role. Whatever they do, they're doing it hard. The script, they roll hard. You know what I'm saying? The yep. the person the um, the top of the key. Gets the ball, he goes for the handoff harder. You know, uh, the guy that sits the back pick in the, the stack play, he does it hard. You know, the guy that runs to the corner, he does, they know the role. They've been together, you know, and uh, it just looks fun. Like when I watch them play, it looks fun. It looks easy. It looks simple. You know, uh, for sure, for sure, they look uh, like us last year. And um, man, when you play, when you're in that, and you're playing in that without confidence, you're, you're hard to beat. You know, I'm very curious to know who you guys are thinking he was referring to. Because, I mean, it may be right, but probably wrong. <laughs> I mean, if I were, if I'm just listening to this audio, I wouldn't have guessed 
he was talking about the Utah Jazz. Now, I feel like I've been talking about them a lot lately, but they've also been playing great. So I think it's excusable and reasonable all at the same time. <laughs> I guess one of the questions that come, that came to my mind when I heard the statement was, what was his reasoning behind this? Could he be trying to dig it, take a dig at a certain team or teams out West? Or is he just trying to give credit where credit is due? I think it's the latter, to be honest. I think he's just trying to give the Jazz the credit that, and respect they deserve for what they've been able to accomplish so far this season. I mean, they're not only the number one team in the West, but they also have the best record in the league. And I know I've mentioned this in previous podcasts, but, you know, I think, you know, Giannis's take is very interesting, so I'm going to try to break it down. So, are they the best team in the West? Is Giannis possibly right? Well, I mean, it just depends how you guys want to look at it. If you're going to ba- if you're going to base it off the current standings and how current teams are playing, you can say that. Sure, there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. However, will they be the best team in the West when it matters most and represent the West in the finals? Personally, I don't believe so. I think with the news of Anthony Davis, as I just discussed. Sure, you can make the case they impose a threat to the Lakers. However, in a hypothetical situation, if both teams are fully healthy, obviously the Lakers are the better team. But, you know, again, that was just hypothetical. You know, that's not the case. And you have to play whoever's in front of you, whether they're healthy or not. And that goes for all teams, not just the Lakers, simply because Anthony Davis is banged up right now. So... Are the Jazz the best team in the West? Well, if you've heard my previous episodes, I don't believe they are. I just don't believe they have the firepower to go up against LeBron and Anthony Davis, nor Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. I think even with the banged up Anthony Davis, I would still take the Lakers in a seven-game series. The way the both teams currently look, meaning the Jazz and the Clippers, I would also take the Clippers in a seven-game series over the Jazz. And again, I'm not trying to knock them, but the thing about the Jazz is they're built by a lot of good role players. And there's nothing wrong with that because as John has said, or Giannis, excuse me, role players, they're role players that know their roles very, very well. And that holds up nicely. That holds up well in the regular season, but come playoff time, playoff is a different beast. Playoff is a different animal. I mean, you can ask Giannis himself. Teams with good coaching and very good role players have regular season success, but it's rare to win without having a second option. And the Jazz don't really have that right now. You know, I think, look, Mike Conley is a solid player, but he isn't he isn't enough to win right now as your second option. I mean, he's past his prime. He's a little older. He's just, he's just not it. And then the only other true star, quote-unquote star, is Gobert. And to me, he's just a very good, solid player. He's a very good starting center. He's a very good role player, but he's not a star player. And, I mean, that's just my opinion. I mean, some people might disagree with that. You're wrong, but <laughs> Gobert is a really good big man. But in today's league, you got to be able to do more than just to protect the rim. You know, you got to, you got to, I mean, when you got the Joel Embiid's, Jokic's in this league type of players, even Carl Anthony Towns type of players, you got to be able to do more than just protect the rim. And 
having someone like Gobert as technically your second best player is just not enough to win. Um, it's it's just not, and that's not a knock on him, but you know, I'm sorry, he he's just a really good, he's a very good role player, but there's, he's nothing more than that. So, based on how things currently stand, I would still say again, the Lakers are the best team in the West. Not only because they're the defending champs, but because they have a better team than they did last year. I mean, they're the defending champs, and they got better. So, until they are dethroned, I will continue to say they're the best team in the West. Look, I mean, I don't want to go too deep into this because I've discussed the Jazz a fair amount the last couple of episodes. But, as I've said... I love the Jazz and I love what they're doing and I'm giving them I give them much respect and much props but their brand of basketball it just doesn't work in the in the playoffs when you got teams like even the Nuggets they got Jokic and Murray even though Murray has he's been mediocre so far this year the Suns they got Chris Paul, Devin Booker, you know, I think they're a little bit better than them but you know the last time we saw a, a team win the championship with just one real superstar and just really good role players were the Dallas Mavericks. You know, they had really good coaching. They have really good players. It's just rare. It's hard to pull off. And as I've discussed in my last episode, I don't think Donovan Mitchell is there quite yet to be a single star winning champion. You know, I don't think he's, Dirk caliber you know Dirk was a very special player he's seven feet he can shoot from anywhere on the floor I mean he was a unicorn kind of like Porzingis he was a unicorn before the unicorn (laughs) so Mitchell isn't that so unfortunately he just isn't enough to win so I like I said I love what they're doing I love the jazz but best in the west I don't think they're quite there just yet. They need another piece. If they acquire someone like Bradley Beal, I think that would, I think that would, I don't know if I'd make them the favorites, but you know, they would, they would be up there for sure. And would I be more swayed to say that they're favorites? Maybe that would be a nice acquisition for them. But until they have someone like Bradley Beal on the team, no, they're not, you know, but they could prove me wrong in the playoffs. I just don't see it happening. So, sorry, Giannis. I don't agree with your Greek philosophy this time around. <laughs> Still a great player, though. That is it for this episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure to comment, like, and subscribe on wherever you're listening from. Please go follow on TikTok and Instagram at Around the NBA, which is all one word, underscore podcast. You can leave your questions and topic ideas there, and they may end up on the show. Thanks again, and I'll see you guys next week.